Recorded live from somewhere east of the Mississippi River, it's Transformation Thursday. My name is Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her. And my name is Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are she, her. Today on Transformation Thursday, our guest is my co-host, Amy Stevens. Oh, Penny. I can't really co-host and be your guest all at the same time. There's only so much of me to go around, and I'm spread pretty thin right now. Amy, take a deep breath and relax. While Amy focuses on her breathing, let me tell you why Amy is spread so thin. She's taking 12 graduate credit hours this semester. Working a busy Starbucks in a pandemic, has a family life, is dating someone long distance, oh, and she has her gender confirmation surgery on March 23rd, which is less than two weeks from now. We'll be right back with Penny's interview with me, right after the traditional music swell and fade I like that one much better. Now, could you do me a favor? Yep. And just do some like really audible breathing in the microphone so I can lay that under and I'll be quiet. <sighs> Try one instead of right into the microphone next to it, just kind of like. <gasps> <gasps> oh my God, Amy, you don't know how to breathe? Is that how far you've fallen? You've forgotten how to breathe? I can't, 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 I just can't relax. I can't get a breath in. <laughs> Let's talk about change, Amy. Okay, let me see. It looks like I've got three quarters, a nickel, a Canadian loony, and a few British tenors from when I was in London because I'm an international comedian. No, not that change. Change is in transformation. The topic of Transformation Thursday. Oh, yeah, that. Well, we're doing this podcast to highlight how much things change and how quickly they do it in society today. Everything changes, and change isn't good or bad. It just is. The more we realize that change is just the natural progression of things, the better off we'll be. Now, let's talk about change. Didn't we just do that? No, no, not the last one. The first one, the coins, money, about how people can give us some of theirs so that we can continue talking about ours. Are you just trying to get people to go to our Patreon page to support this podcast so that we can continue our exploration of what it means to live in a rapidly changing world? Because although this is a labor of love, we do have expenses. And by going to TransformationThursday.com, they can help ensure that we can continue to be bringing this fun and insightful commentary on the world today, plus get exclusive patrons-only content. Um, if I say yes, can we get on to our next segment? Oh, God, I hope so. Okay, then. TransformationThursday.com. Also, can you break a 20 for me? Sure. I can get that to you in euros. Okay, now you're just showing off. Welcome back to Transformation Thursday. I'm Penny Sterling, and my pronouns are she, her. And I'm Amy Stevens, and my pronouns are she, her as well. Hey, Amy, how are you doing? I'm fine. Seriously, Amy, though, how are you doing? I'm, I'm fine, Penny. Thanks for asking. Amy, Amy, it's me. How are you doing? I'm, 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 you know, it's, I'm, I'm something. You certainly are something, Amy. And it's really interesting how, uh, I used to have a friend that would say, you know, if you ask me how am I doing, uh, I'm going to tell you because most people uh, just say, how are you doing to keep hello from bumping into goodbye? But you have so much on your plate right now. 
And I just wanted to take this time because you did it with me a while back where I was having a whole bunch of stuff going on and I needed a, like a little bit of a, of, of a mental health check-in and you did that with me. So I'm, I'm returning the favor. Um, can you just, like we mentioned in the intro, but can you just go over one more time exactly what's going on in your life right now? Well, the better question is what's not going on in my life right now. I mean, from a perspective of, you know, so many things going on, you know, I think, yeah. you know, and the big thing is, is, you know, we're, we're a year into this pandemic and it's still raging. I don't think any of us really yeah. figured it might be. Or yeah, I actually be. heard, I heard on NPR this morning that this was the one year anniversary today was the day in 2020 that they actually labeled the pandemic a pandemic. So yeah. it has officially been a year of pandemia today, but, yeah. but our lives don't stop just because our lives have to stop in a lot of other ways. There's so many things going on and you're doing so much work right now. You are two weeks away. You've had a whole bunch of, of, of not a whole bunch of, but you've had some very significant surgery already during this pandemic and you're about to have some more significant and vital surgery. Can you tell us what's going to be happening on the 23rd? So, yeah. So let's talk about the surgery I had. So um, in August, I had my facial feminization surgery, which dramatically changed the quality of my life. And so, you know, I'm really happy with it. And the results keep coming in, you know, as, as the swelling continues to go down, and I still have decreasing swelling even six and a half months later. So I'm happy with those results. But the other part of the surgical journey that I've been on is working towards my gender confirmation surgery, specifically on what we call the vaginoplasty. And so... <clears throat> As I joke around with some of my friends and family, you know, it's it's time to turn the Audi into an innie. And so. Uh, if I did that, I'd turn my Audi into a Yugo because that's just the way my life goes. Yeah. No, but it's, it's, it is a, it, it actually is, you know, when people talk to trans folk who, who are really not aware of what it means to be transgender, this is the surgery that people usually refer to when they say, have you had the surgery yet? And, and I just want to point out uh, that whether or not you have this sort of gender confirmation surgery, it does not make anybody more or less of a woman than they already are. No, that's right. And that's a very individual. Um, it's a personal choice. Personal choice. And when I started this journey, you know, four years ago, and then, you know, and even my counselor brought this up to me, you know, he's like, when you first started with me, you were very clear that you would never want this surgery. And here you are. And so, you know, that's evolved and changed over the time. And, you know, and I've discussed this, you know, it's really interesting because I put these things out in the transformation circle, transformation Thursday circles, but I don't put them out for like on my general Twitter feed. I don't put them out on my Instagram or my personal Facebook page, but I'm more comfortable talking to this audience about these topics. And that's very deliberately. Mm -hmm. And so, but you know, there's one of the, one of the things and I've discussed this is, you know, I'm a woman um, who happens to be transgender. That's how I choose to identify my gender identity. But yet also from a sexuality perspective, I'm also a lesbian. And so, you know, I made a very conscious decision at some point of saying, you know, I want my body, my voice, my face, all this stuff to match pretty much, you know, not only my gender identity, but also my sexuality. And for me, you know, it came down to, you know, if I, 
I'm in lesbian dating circles, you know, I want my parts to be that of a female and to, you know, I just, in the way I put this in my, you know, comedian kind of way is I really don't think, you know, a cisgender or I shouldn't even say cisgender, I should just say lesbian period does not want to be looking down a barrel of a penis. That's my personal viewpoint and right or wrong. And people can argue with me all they want on that, but that's my viewpoint on it. And that's one of the factors. And and when I look at it, I say, I want everything to align. So when I put all these factors together, then it be, made a lot of sense for me to proceed forward with this surgery. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. For me, um, and you know, in my comedic perspective, I'm not going to have the surgery for the same reason a hermit doesn't build a guest room. Um, it, it, but it, it is, and, and you're not doing this for any potential dates, even though that is a factor. The, the, the baseline is that this is you doing the best you can to make your outsides match your insides. Um, yeah. And, and and truly inside as as well. So how long can, do you mind talking a little bit about the nuts and bolts uh, or the? <laughs> well, no more, <laughs> well, neither no more. of those are going to no. be there when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the no the more, no more nuts. Nor nor bolts, as a matter of fact. Um, the bolts have been taken. Like my bolts were gone uh, quite a while ago. Um, but yeah, so can you go, go through the uh, the what it is that they're going to be doing if 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 unless. I mean, we really haven't done much background with each other about this. We talk about this a lot, and I don't know what, if this is something you don't want to talk about, but I think that it might be helpful to people to, to give the, a very brief overview of what's going to happen on the 23rd. Well, yeah, I think I would rather not address, I'd rather address this from a historical perspective. Like, okay. you know, let's take this. And I mean, and if you really want to know what goes on in the surgery, just go to YouTube, go to, go to the internet. You can find much better descriptions of that. JFGI as they, as the kids these days say. Yeah. I would just, you know, you can find that information online. So I'm, I'm not going to talk much about the surgical side of it other That's than fine. I'm having the surgery, but I think, you know, this, the frustrating part is, you know, I started researching this procedure, you know, two years ago. Um, mm -hmm. I had my consultation for this surgery back in August of 2019. Yeah. I had an original surgery date of May 20 something last year, 2020. And because of COVID that got delayed. Almost a full year. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, then I started school in the summer and I had my facial feminization surgery in August um, in between my summer and fall semesters. And then I decided, well, I'm going to reschedule the, um, my gender confirmation surgery, you know, over a break. So I scheduled it for December 16th, um, the end of, it was finals week, but I didn't have any finals. So it didn't conflict with any of my schoolwork, but guess what happened in New York the week of that December 14th in the central New York region where we live or close uh, by where we live. Does it rhyme with spike? Yeah. So there was a spike in COVID cases right after Thanksgiving. And because of that, all quote unquote elective surgeries were canceled and scrubbed. And so then the uh, surgeon's office rescheduled me for January 20th. I knew that date wasn't going to hold, but it was on the calendar for a short bit. And then that ended up being canceled. And then they rescheduled me to March 9th. Yep, March 9th. And then about four weeks ago, I got a phone call saying that 
one. So the unique thing about my surgery is that there's actually three surgeons who are performing the surgery, a urologist, a robotic surgeon, and a, a plastics. And one of the surgeons decided to take vacation this week. Okay, so uh, robotics, are you going to be like, are you going to be like the bionic lesbian now? I mean, <laughs> you know, what is the robotics? Is, is this someone who's doing things remotely? Or is this someone who's operating like really yeah. tiny, tiny machinery? Well, we'll come back to that. So, you know, okay. so, so I did, this is the first I've heard that. And so, yeah, so this is, this is, so this, so this March 23rd date is actually the fifth date. So the first few dates were COVID related. I can deal with that. I was a little honked off at um, the vacation one, the vacation one, because that just comes down to poor planning and people not paying attention to calendars and scheduling. And, you know, but even, you know, and even though it's only two weeks, it's like, no, but this in the grand scheme, it's another two weeks out of two years that, you know, just yeah. mentally, I need to get this done and taken care of. So, I'm you know, that that was hard. It can be very hard to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know. I know that that feeling of of delay and postponing, and it, yeah. And I'm so sorry that that happened to you, Amy. And, you know, it's not your fault. It's nobody's fault. And you know, we just continue to move on. And you know, but I'm I'm thankful that I have, you know, people in my life who support me. You, some friends. You know, mm -hmm. you know, and you know, and the day that you know the surgery got postponed, you know, I, I called the woman that I'm dating and she just let me vent, you know, and that's very important. And, you know, and having that support network around me, you know, whoever it is when I need them has been very important. So, I, you know, at least I'm surrounded by people that care and love for me and have my best interests at heart. So, you know, you and other people have been very instrumental in that. And you're Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. I sometimes... Um, you know, I, we've talked about this before, the fact that COVID has uh, really kept us, you know, kind of, we're not in each other's pods really all that much. So we have not been in, like, in, like, where I could actually reach out and, like, touch you, um, like, you know, for a hug or anything like that. And it's kind of affected the way we sometimes re relate with each other. And it is frustrating. And, so, and also the, the, the frustration of this constant, the constant postponement and that one last postponement and how you had carefully tried to schedule this so that it would not conflict with your studies. And then um, now we've got to the, 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 the fifth scheduled date. How is this going to affect your, your work in your study? Um, I'm gonna to try to get as much work as I can done before the date. The fortunate thing is even though um, Brockport, where I go to school, SUNY Brockport, doesn't have a spring break, our department's actually built into the calendar a spring break. So at least I'll have a week, two weeks after surgery. I'm glad it's two weeks because I'll be in a lot better position to, to work and get stuff done. So I'll be playing catch up during that week. And I've spoken with all my professors and they've all been very understanding. And so I'll just they're, they're, they, they've been great. And one of the, my professors is like, her response was, my job is just to get you across the finish line and make sure you get as best of a grade in this class that you can with the work that you put in. So she's like, whatever you need, just get, get the, just get the work done by the end of the semester. So I'm, I'm thankful for that. And, you know, and I've been very honest. I've told the instructors, look, I've tried to schedule this before I started the program over winter break. And it's just, 
at some point I just have to get this done. Right. Absolutely. And I want to, if it's okay, I'd like to circle back to, to something that you said a few minutes ago that I, first off, that I really relate to. And, and, and also uh, to, to just, just because there was the, the, I was thinking about you this morning as we were, as I was getting ready for this um, particular uh, episode. Was that uh, on you, the toilet? Believe it or not, this time, no. <laughs> Um, this time, this time, <laughs> yes. Usually, usually when there's shit involved, Amy, that's when I think about you. Yes, um, <laughs> you brought it up. You brought you went there, sweetie. Um, so you you said that when you when you started, you were not going to have the vaginoplasty, uh, and that was a statement that you had made to your therapist. And I I relate to that too, because for me, everything that I've done, right up into the to the fact, right up to the point where. I said that I was transgender um, has been me lying to myself about what I really wanted, um, and uh, and so that 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 idea that you have been able to change your mind and change your approach as you have become more and more of the authentic person that you are um, relates rings things very very true with me right now. I'm uh, doing a GoFundMe for my own facial feminization surgery, which I which I desperately want. Um, so, and I have no insurance for it. So that's something that I'm trying to get done as well. But I told myself that I wasn't going to want that. I told myself I wasn't, you know, like the, the, the stories that I've told myself all throughout here, I was not going to ever be transgender. Okay. I was going to be androgynous. Okay. I'm not going to be that person who's going to like try and hide the fact that I was once, and I'm just moving further and farther away from that and finding who I am really. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about how the, the, the person you were, when I first met you, even though you were starting your transition, you sold insurance, you were a volunteer firefighter, you were a hockey referee, uh, and you were, whether or not a devout, but an active Mormon, all of those things that you were, which is how I would have described you at that time, you no longer are. You, it, 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 and, and, you know, the, this putting down of things that no longer serve us uh, deliberately and thoughtfully and with the idea of moving forward from there as a more authentic, more useful person. Useful is a big word with me. How useful can we be? And you are trying to make yourself, you're positioning yourself to be a very useful person. Um, your, your practice that you want, the, that you're going towards is basically helping uh, trans and gender non-binary children, specifically the ones who have the quote unquote traditional parents, uh, which is, is vitally necessary. And I just wanted to remark on that and note it and, and just to, to applaud you for this, this journey, this relatively rapid journey into being the authentic person that you are. Uh, and I think sometimes we, we may lose track of these things or other people may lose track of, of who we are because we have this uh, ability to be, to, to, to take anything and like normalize it. Um, and, and the fact that you are normalizing yourself as Amy in a way that best serves you and everybody around you. I just wanted to applaud that. Thank you. I, I don't, I might start crying. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, each step is a, it seemed like the next natural step for me. And, you know, and I, and I knew I was researching graduate programs, you know, even before I, you know, left the insurance business, I was trying to figure out a way to do, you know, to make that career change. So, you know, it just seemed like the next best thing. And with my religious background, 
you know, in the Mormon church and understanding, you know, the doctrines, the attitudes and the culture of, you know, super religious people, you know, there's something to be said for a transgender woman getting her counseling credentials and going back and serving, you know, especially transgender and gender diverse youth coming from religious backgrounds. I mean, I probably won't, you know, considering where we live, I don't know how many Mormons are around us, but there's still a fair number of conservative religious people that are around us. So, you know, having that background and understanding and those type of cultural things is really important. And I think offers me a unique platform to be able to serve those communities. So it always just seemed like the next natural step, just like my facial feminization surgery was, and then the gender confirmation. And then, so these things have just kind of, it's just been that next logical step. And so I don't, I don't know what's beyond that next logical step. I don't know. I don't think I'll get any surgeries beyond, you know, what I have planned on the 23rd, but if something comes to mind later on, I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't yeah. foresee that happening. And I don't really, and I don't know at this point, you know, beyond my graduation, you know, I don't, I don't know what those next nap, next steps are and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay. I'm getting comfortable trusting the process at this point in my life and just letting that next step sometimes just happen and come to me. Absolutely. Uh, and I don't think you need much more so because, you know, even though the swelling is going down in your face, it is not going down in your chest. So um, that's something we're not going to have to worry about. Um, <laughs> I haven't even flashed you today. I know you haven't. I know you haven't. But it's like, I, it's, it's, you don't need to. I've, I've, you know, you've seen one, you've seen them both. Um, but it, it's, it's, you're, but you're right. Though the way you're moving in this is, I mean, it's not a, really about the surgeries. It's about being the person that you're supposed to be and having that faith. I lots of times I talk about this about making decisions based in faith, not fear. And yeah. this is this is what you're doing. You've made this decision based. You're making these decisions based in faith, uh, in yourself, in uh, whatever higher power you may or may not have, and in, in the fundamental uh, rightness of what you're doing. The fundamental uh, support of human beings that around you that, that you've surrounded yourself with that will help you and guide you, uh, that the next door will open up, the next book will be handed to you, that will help you along your path. And I, and I love that about you. It is, it is, it is, it's because you don't make these decisions until they come to you. Um, and, and you're perfectly fine with changing or, or slightly altering your decisions and your path as you're going along. You were talking about getting your master's degree and like a third of the way through it. And it wasn't because it was like easy. It was like, you were tearing your hair out. Um, not literally, figuratively. You were just like really having a, 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 you were struggling with your academics, but you were still doing it. And even in the middle of this struggle where some people like <clears throat> me would say, oh, this is, this is stupid. Fuck this. I'm done as soon as I'm done with this. You were like, okay, I think I'm going to get my, my, go for my doctorate. I go for my, I'm going to go for my doctorate in this, even though it was hard, you still had that faith of yourself that that was the right path for you. Yeah. I don't know where I'm at with the doctorate right now. I mean, but that's also something too. It says I can look at something and say maybe, or maybe not. And I'm, I've looked at a couple programs. I have a couple ideas, but yeah, I think right now, you know, it's getting through to graduation and yeah. you know, getting into my practice and the graduate programs will be there or not be there if I, yeah get down there so well you know that's this thing i can i can take time and figure those things out so yeah you're, you're not doing anything but, impetuously 
But the other, but this, but you know, I, something that just struck me as we were talking through that. But the amazing thing is, like a lot of people who claim to have faith operate out of fear. Yes. Yeah. And and you know, and so me being comfortable with changing plans, changing identities, whatever it is, you know, because it was cross-dresser, it was gender fluid, then finally it was trans. And, uh, you know, I didn't want surgeries. Now I'm working on my, now I'm going to have my second one in, you know, less than two weeks, you know, with, with somebody close to me in my life who, you know, has really said to me, you know, you said this, then you shouldn't be able to, you know, Mm -hmm. This has also cost me personally with some relationships because that inflexibility on their part to accept change has really yeah. been hard on them. And, you know, and, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, more unfortunate, somebody who's close to me in my life and who's, you know, is, you know, even though we're not together anymore, you can read between the lines and figure this out, you know, at the same time, you know, we're raising kids together. And so this is an important person in my life at some level still. Right. So to have somebody who's like, no, you said this, who tries to tie you to those past statements and doesn't allow you to move past them. It's also hard. It's, it's, that's been a mental challenge for me Yeah, it's gotta recently, be especially yeah, leading, leading up to the surgery because they're against the surgeries. It's gotta be painful for you. Yeah. Uh, but just because it's painful doesn't mean that it's not something that needs to be done. Um, and, and, and she isn't, you know, or this person, I don't know what gender that person is, has, they have the right to feel what they feel. Um, and you can't change that. Uh, they can choose to change how they feel about you and about what's going on. But that's, that's a them issue, not a you issue. And if there's anything that transgender people are doing in the society, we have gotten such to be such a buttoned up compartmentalized uh, society where everybody has to fit in very specific, usually very tiny boxes, even in the LGBTQ uh, world. Uh, you, you see this desire for compartmentalization. And, you know, us trans and gender non-binary folks just refuse to do that. And um, the, the fact that we're seeing more and more uh, people coming out and, and expressing this, I think is going to be uh, a reckoning for society that you can't box people. Uh, you, you've got to let them be who they are. It's better for humanity. It's better for themselves uh, to let them figure who they are and not and not, and not, and not try to, to to fit into a, a prescribed box that society wants you to be in and we're right. both doing that and that and that gives us the freedom to make that decision and to change our decision and change our faith. true faith you're not 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 hiding not like some people I, I always say use Christianity as a club in both senses of the word yeah. and and that's and that's not faith that's yeah. that's fear well, and, you know, and this is also human nature at some level too, you know, you know, to borrow from Brene Brown, you know, humans look for labels, look for words and try to attach meaning to them. And so there's, you know, to go back to this counseling, you know, idea, there's, there's a growth, you know, literally in the brain. You know, I learned this last summer in my neurobiology class for counselors, you know, if you look at people who come from that, 
you know, the person that I'm dealing with in my life, if you look at their, they're operating in that amygdala part of the brain, that reptilian part of the brain that's fight or flight. And that's actually very consistent with a lot of conservative thinking in our society today, especially with religious people. You know, there's two genders, there's right, there's wrong, you know, and there's God's way, there's my way, you know, and your way. And so that's really, you know, no pun intended, very quite literally lower level thinking, you know, and when you look at people who are more open-minded, progressive, who are working towards those things that you just described, you know, we're operating up here in our prefrontal cortex. Nobody can see this, you know, except for (laughs) you right now because we're on Zoom. But, you know, I'm pointing to the top part of my head. You know, it really is higher level thinking that is advancing our species, that's advancing the way that we think as a society. And so these things aren't scary. It's just a different way of thinking. So it's like, how do I communicate with that person And what I'm learning is it's, you know, in my situation, it's very slowly, I need to give them time, I need to allow them to catch up to me a lot of times, because I'm much more eager to, you know, have these different thoughts in advance, you know, a lot faster than they are. Yeah. And just like most of our conversations go, we, we stream off into things that uh, like higher level stuff. I I don't want to now I want to bring it back to you. Uh, And um, again, I'm just we're just riffing here. So, and I want to know um, how you literally are, are, what do you have a lot of any, any anxieties right now and, and what they are? You know, I get this question a lot, like, Oh, you know, are you excited? You know, I had, I think three people asked me yesterday during my drive, you know, are you, are you, um, are you excited for surgery? No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. I don't know who gets excited. I mean, am I excited to have my new genitalia and have everything repurposed? Yeah, I am. But, you know, at this point, it's like, I just want to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I just want to get through the surgery. I just want to be able to, I don't want any more rescheduling. I don't want any more issues or delays. I just want to get it done. And I think there's going to be two moments that really, you know, drive, you know, that really say, okay, I'm through this. One's going to be, you know, when I'm coming out of surgery and I wake up and I have that realization that it's done and I have my vagina. And two, it's going to be, you know, when I get picked up from the hospital and, you know, that's going to, those are going to be some big moments for me, you know, now, now I'm not only just, you know, now I'm leaving the hospital, I have everything. And now it's, you know, get through the rest of the doctor's appointments and start dilating for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, the, the surgeries, um, yeah, I, to, to paraphrase missioner, I hate having surgeries. I, I love having had them. Uh, and, and then this, in this path, um, for me, a lot of times what I really was anticipating was a, a, a ambiguous someplace in the future, when this is all over and I have had, and I now have some semblance of normalcy in the new situation. Like uh, the first time I was able, cause you know, my, my, my um, bionically enhanced tatas here uh, for, uh, it wasn't until like last week that I could actually even consider getting 
uh, a little, I'm, I'm not wearing a, I'm not wearing a, a t-shirt that's going to allow me to do this, but I actually can get cleavage. I can cleave now. Um, and it's, it's it, the, the, the first time I, I recognized that it's like, okay, now I got to find myself a demi bra. Um, so <laughs> So that so that I don't have to stand there with my like my elbows touching and underneath them so to, to to show it off and I need to get some plunging neckline stuff, but it, but before but but that was that was the moment it's like okay I now have this I now have this the this part of me that is uh, who I am it's not healing it's it's we're past all of that and this is just the me that is going to be me for the rest of my life like you said. That's what you're. That's what you're excited for. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, I imagine you are too. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Definitely am. And the, yeah, the the path of healing. It, there's nothing to be excited about. It's, it's awareness, and it's work, uh, and it's dealing with pain, and all of these things that that aren't really a lot of fun, but are necessary. And you've never you've never shirked from the necessary for yourself, yeah. Amy. Nope. I and, and I'm that. And I'm real excited about that for you. So, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, to, to seeing you there. Um, is it okay if we talk about where you're going to have the surgery or would you rather just skip that over? No, we can talk about where. So where are you? And, and, I, and I don't mean on your body. We already know that part. Geographically, where in the universe will the surgery take place? Yeah, so this is kind of unique. It's not one place that's really well known for um, transgender surgeries, but it's actually going to be in Syracuse, New York at Upstate Hospital. It's going to be, um, I have three surgeons, um, Dr. Nikolovsky, who is the urologist, a surgeon urologist at Upstate. He's the one who's developed this technique. And this kind of goes back to the robotic surgeon. So um, there are three surgeons that perform the surgery. Um, Dr. Nikolovsky does but, you know, the um, urology stuff and turning things that were once outside, inside. Um, and the robotic surgeon actually goes in through the belly button. And actually, as Dr. Nikolovsky puts everything up inside, the robotic surgeon comes from the top and makes sure everything gets put in properly. And they make very deep stitching and they make very, and they also make sure that nothing gets perforated. So it's actually from a technique wise, actually, um, I don't know many other doctors doing this technique like he does it. So wow. it, it eliminates a lot of complication and needs for revisions. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to go to him. And then there's a plastic surgeon that, you know, he's in there for the least amount of time. He's like in there for an hour and a half, two hours tops, but he gets to make all the pretty bits on the outside. So he's, you know, the other, the other guys are in there for like five hours. He comes in the last hour and a half, two hours, makes all the pretty stuff. And that's what everybody gets to. Well, not everybody, but a few people will get to see and comment on. Like, so. like the, the Finnish carpet, the Finnish carpenter, you know, the, yeah. not, not, not Finnish country, Finnish, like does the, does the, does the no, final, I know. final yeah. spit and polish. Uh, well, no spit, no polish, but understanding that's really, really cool. Now is, is this, is this, is, is, is this hospital trying to make a name for themselves? In, in this sort of surgery, or is it just so happens to be that's where they are? You know, that's the interesting thing. Um, Dr. Nikolovsky's made it a point that they don't advertise that they do gender confirmation surgeries, but how people end up with him is like through referrals, um, you know, other patients or through, um, you know, clinics. And so I was referred to him by Trillium Health, who's my, um, provides my endocrinology and general um, GP services. 
Mm-hmm. So that's how I found out about him. And, you know, one of the ways he developed his technique is like he realized he started doing repairs and revisions on people who went to other doctors. And so he was fixing other doctors' gender confirmation surgery mistakes. And so that's how he developed his technique. And so, and, you know, the other side of it for me, it's like, I'd rather spend time in Syracuse in that area than trying to spend a month, month and a half in New York city or another big city where, you know, I can't, can't have friends or family, you know, be around to support me. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is covered under insurance too. Yeah. In New York state. Yeah. It's this surgery has is pretty much has to be covered by all surgical, by all health insurance plans in New York state. But facial feminization surgery does not. Um, you can get it covered. You just have to dance through a lot of hoops and go through lots of appeals and maybe think about an attorney to help advocate for you. I've heard of it. I have heard of facial feminization being covered in the last year or two, but you mm. have to jump through a lot of hoops. Well, I'm um, good thing I'm started working out again because now I'm much more limber than I was before. That's, that's an interesting question. How, because I know you're a runner and you do a lot of uh, and you and you are and you are a physical fitness enthusiast, as as the kids these days don't really say. Um, how is this going to affect your recovery for that sort of in, in that sort of thing? Because I know you're going to be laid up for a while. Well, the good news is, it's like I have been running and lifting a lot recently. So from a health perspective, I'm probably in some of the best shape of my life. I'm actually at one of the lowest weights that I have been since um, 2008 or nine. Hmm. And I know, you know, and and I know we have people that listen to our podcasts and, you know, and I watch my weight and stuff, not because, yeah, there's some vanity to it, but also because I also have a history of type two diabetes personally. And so in 2006, I was diagnosed with two, with diabetes. I lost 70 pounds. I kept it off, but, you know, with the pandemic and everything, my weight went up, my blood sugar went up and I was actually on, in a lot of surgeons for gender confirmation surgery actually have a BMI requirement. So I was right at the borderline of that BMI requirement. And I just really wanted to crush it and be way underneath it. So, you know, so since last summer, I've lost about 30, about 30, 35 pounds. So I feel really good. I think I look good. Um, I'm running, I run two, three times a week. And yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, you do. You you do look great. I mean, as allegedly, I mean, I've, I don't really. We have not been in front of each other for very much, but I do. I have seen your pictures on Instagram and other places, and uh, you're you're looking very fit and healthy and happy, and that's I think is the important thing. So, we can get uh, some third party verification. Oh yes, I know we could. We can always get thirty. We they, we all you know, you and I both know that every trans woman lives for third party verification. Um, and so I, if if I'm not enough for you, Amy, I guess you'll just have to find somebody else. Yes, I know, I know. All right, so I I, I think we've pretty much covered everything and uncovered everything because I, I, although you didn't flash me, I did get a chance to flash you here. Uh, and so that seems to be something that we do whenever we're alone together. Um, and uh, so are there any final thoughts, anything that you want to, to wrap up here with? Yeah, I, you know, I want to thank, you know, our listening audience who, especially those who participate, because I put this, so if you're wondering like, hey, where can I keep track of Amy who, as she goes through this, you know, I'll probably keep some updates going in the Transformation Thursday group. 
which is private. So if you search for Transformation Thursday and you find the private group on Facebook, um, answer some screening questions, we'll let you in. Um, but you know, the support that I've received there has been appreciated, the support that I've received from you, um, the support that I've received from our general counsel, Jamie Francesca Rodriguez has been, you know, very support, you know, helping and, you know, and other friends that have been around who just help, you know, either giving me rides or, you know, picking me up from the hospital, whatever it is, you know, mm -hmm. because I don't have family in Rochester, New York, you know, my nearest family is in Florida. So to be able to have friends like you all to help me has been, you know, it's really helped me and lifts my spirits and gives me hope for humanity. <laughs> hope for humanity. That's the important thing. Well, this is going to be the last, actually, no, it's not the last. This is the last time we're going to be talking. You have previously recorded another conversation that we're going to be airing next week. And then yep. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be flying solo for uh, what, like four weeks, I think is what we've, we've planned. Probably and four or five weeks. We'll four play or five, it by yeah, year. I, yeah, play it by I've got a I've got a I've got a bunch of very interesting things coming up and you'll be able to to listen to them and like critique them as you recover, Amy. So that'll give you something to do while you're laid up. Sounds good. I will All look right. forward I will look forward to those episodes. And I will look forward to having you back and I will be uh, we've talked about possibility of, of like actually getting together sometime during your recovery so we can actually see each other face to face and hopefully that'll happen as well and if there is we'll you'll find out about it here on transformation thursday but for now good night amy good night benny